Hi, this is Angie Meadows, and this is The Rocker Recovery. I'm Bobby Snyder. I'm here, too. And we're going to do the 12th lesson in the Rocker Recovery Overcoming Trauma book. This is available on AmazonBooks.com under Angie G. Meadows. So the 12th lesson is joyfulness. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16, 11. So there is a joy, there is a presence of joy that we can have every day. So kick us off with the introduction. Joyfulness is a happy countenance which comes from being in the presence of the Lord. We can be joyful and sorrowful at the same time. Joy is a condition of the spirit and sorrow is a condition of the soul. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. 2 Corinthians 6.10 Look at that. Those, those were opposites. Sorrowful and rejoicing. Poor and rich. Nothing and everything. And I think sometimes, Bobby, I get stuck in the nothing. <laughs> in the um, poor and in the sorrowful. Instead of realizing that there's, there's both. And I need to uh, look at one, I, I validate it, but I need to really engage the other. Like if there's sorrow in my life... I need to feel that and I need to let that be a part of me, but I need to move it with the rejoicing. I get that. There has to be a balance. There, uh, there like does. Else. I'm not, uh, I, I, I'm, I used to be one of those guys that was always smiling and, and was just uh, over happy and excited about stuff, it seemed. And uh, it became started to become really fake. Yes. Because I thought that's what people wanted to see. And it's what I, so that's what I did. Well, and a lot of times when we have attachment uh, disorders and attachment insecurities, what we do is we became, become a pseudo self of whatever it is we think somebody else wants because we don't really have a strong identity. So today we want to talk about joy and how to maintain our joy and how to increase our joy. So number one. Clear conscience. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our clear conscience that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, 2 Corinthians 1.12. Hmm. So there's a testimony that we can have when we have a clear conscience that's going to help us engage that joy. So number two. Number two says precepts and statutes, or statutes. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. Psalms nineteen eight. You know, it took me it took me decades to understand what precepts, statutes, commandments, <laughs> and the ordinances of God's word was. And I just, over time, it's just it was just like now I know the precepts of the Lord. I know that okay, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. I should require him to work. You know, I know that there are just certain things in Scripture that I can trust. Um, number three, obeying commands. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. John 15, 10 through 12. Love each other as I have loved you. And we just did an episode on love. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that balance, that loving uh Loving what God loves, hating what God hates, putting up some boundaries there, um, being able to love even in the face of difficulties, responding with maturity and not not with fear, 
I think is going to go a long way to helping us hold on to our joy. So number four. Number four, abide in his words. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. That's John 15, 7 and 11. So I was praying over this fellow last night and um, I was I was speaking hope over him. I was just declaring that that God would give him a gift of hope. And I really think that this joy is very much like that. It's a gift. And if I want joy, I've got to keep asking the Lord, Lord, I, I don't have any joy. All I got is sorrow. I, I really want to feel this joy, but it, it's bigger than me. So what I, I stood there and prayed for him a little while, and it re, I realized that he had a spirit of despair and discouragement. And so I started praying that off of him. And then I talked to him about uh, recognizing the despair and the discouragement and validating it and yet releasing it as his sacrifice to God and then um, on the left hand and then on the right hand receiving that hope receiving a hope for a better life and for a future it's, it's funny to me that how some things stick out because like our goal in recovery is to become happy joyous and free and I don't think I ever made the connection with the joyous part like what we're looking at now hmm it's hard you feel like it's uh i think a lot of times you just set with feelings and you think okay if i don't feel joy it's not there and there's no way i can get it but i think we got to go fight for our joy i think we got to contend for it does that make sense absolutely okay number five finding god's words when your words came i ate them they were my joy and my heart's delight. That's Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. I remember having a dream. I was studying God's word hours every day, and I remember having a dream where I was tearing the pages of my Bible out and stuffing them in my mouth and eating them. That's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It was. Uh, I was learning God's word, and they were. They were. They were feeding me for sure. So the right words, number six. A man finds joy in giving an apt reply, and how good is a timely word? Proverbs fifteen twenty three. So I think like when I go around and pray for those that are in recovery, I'm just I'm just standing there and listening for the right words to give them a hope, a courage, a blessing, uh, um, something that they can hang on to that that can get them through that day and through that time and sometimes they'll come back at about six months and say no that was the thing that kept me in recovery that was the thing that when i went out i remembered and it brought me back and that's really exciting they just needed that that word at the right time we never know when we're going to say that one thing uh and it's it is very very satisfying to to help people and and realize you know I, i always thought because I'd, I've, I've worked with a lot of people that, that I wasn't doing anything. Um, but it's just a, the impact and the footprint that we can leave mm. by just helping one person makes it That's worth right. it. But when there's dozens and hundreds, then it's, it's really something else. We're really, we're really called to do something special here. Amen. Now let's look at things that just diminish our joy. Number one. An impure heart. That would diminish your joy. Uh, Restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Psalms 51.12. Now, King David was the one that wrote that uh, after his sin with Bathsheba, after he had killed her husband Uriah, after he had lied about it. and his, um, their baby had died, he, he came to the Lord and he said, Lord, restore me. Restore me to that joy, that joy of your salvation. So I think a lot of times when we're walking in impurities and we're indulging that, it is going to rob our joy. 
Number two, walking in darkness. We write this to make our joy complete. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. 1 John 1, 4 through 5. Hmm. So I'm going to agree I want to agree with the light and not with the darkness. So when there is darkness in my life, I want to lift that up to the Lord. I want to get up above that darkness. Sometimes I can't make any sense of things. I just have to let it go. I get it. Yeah. Number three. Three, iniquity in my heart blocks fellowship with the Lord. If I had cherished sin, darkness, cursing death in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Psalm sixty-six, eighteen. Now, you know, sometimes you don't know that you're agreeing with darkness and curses that have been spoken over you and with a death wish. You you don't you don't know you're doing that. You don't know that there's um, an opposite of light and blessings and life. And so I want you to start analyzing your thoughts and just writing down your thoughts. We have thoughts every so many split seconds so write them down so that you can determine what am i agreeing with am i agreeing with good things or with bad things over myself because if i'm agreeing with the darkness uh, bobby i'm i'm literally empowering it i get it that's my word today i get it I'm getting a lot of stuff today <laughs> number four is unforgiveness if you forgive men where they sin against you your heavenly father will also forgive you matthew six fourteen. i find that i'm blocked sometimes if i don't forgive those people who hurt me and sometimes i have to forgive them and then there it is again and i got to forgive them again and again and again until it's done until they don't have a power over me to trigger me anymore that's such a there's a key element of recovery about the amends process and about dealing with resentments and uh, a lot of things tie together there and it's and it's so important uh, to be able to forgive people and you know because if I honestly take a bat, look back at my life before getting sober before finding God I did some really cruddy things and I would expect someone that has forgiven me to, to, I would expect myself to be able to do the same thing in return. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could be hard. <laughs> that could be really hard. It, and it's, it's almost like if I want to forgive somebody and it's really a deep wound and it's turned to bitterness, it will take me a battle of about six weeks to, for, to truly forgive them where they don't have any power to trigger me. And so what I, what I did one time, and I think I've told you this before, is that I just kept going through that forgiveness book over and over and over again, praying those forgiveness prayers, praying to be released from it, praying that bitterness would not have power over me. And then I realized that I had to release them to God and I had to build something else. So every time I felt that, uh, bitterness I released it and built compassion and that compassion was strong enough to hold that ground so that I could walk in love yeah you said this is that that's a tough thing to do man recovery is a tough thing to do um, if it was super easy we wouldn't have the problems that we do today mm-hmm. um, you know and if it was if it was just simply abstinence it would be easy uh, I've heard Rocky say if you want to get if you want to quit drinking, go slap a cop. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in jail. Because <laughs> you'll be in jail. And you probably won't have as much access as you do today over your drugs and alcohol, your choice. But it's the internal change and the, and the, the, the transformation that we right. have to take place in order to, to get permanent sobriety. So what I found was that if there was addictions, that that was just a symptom of a deeper wound. 
it was basically not an area that needed to be focused on. What needed to be focused on was the wounded heart. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's look at test to produce joy. Perseverance. Up. Oh, I'm sorry. Insults. We're going to perseverance here in just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Test to produce joy. Insults, persecutions, false accusations, all kinds of evil things. Um, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because of great, your great reward is in heaven. Your reward, whoa, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I'm going to redo that whole thing. (laughs) There you go. Tests to produce joy. Insults, persecutions, false accusations, all kinds of evil things. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in some way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 5, 11 and 12. Hmm. So he's giving us he's giving us some skills here. He's telling us get mature, go above this, uh, don't engage the persecution and let it pierce you and rob you of your joy instead i want you to bless them i want you to rejoice and you know that's the opposite of how i feel so usually how i feel is something i need to validate but it's not something i need to act on so why would our faith be tested perseverance (laughs) there you go perseverance um consider it pure joy my friends whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James 1, 2 through 4. So that perseverance, to persevere through the trials and tribulations, afflictions, persecutions, struggles, sufferings of life, if I persevere and just trust God through it and and move it and hold my joy now i'm going to find maturity does that make sense absolutely before i got over the proverbial hump so to speak that i was always meeting it and what it was was being an adult and i've heard others share this that you know that's one of the reasons why i kept relapsing and i kept picking back up is because i was i didn't want to be responsible i didn't want to go to work and pay bills and do all those things and i know several people that have had similar experience So once I got over that and actually tackled it and persevered through it instead of running away from it, uh, now my life is is, uh, on a whole different level. You know, I don't think you really ever run from it. I think it follows you. I think you've just stuffed it down and it comes out some other way. Well, something was going on. (laughs) For sure. Okay, reasons to rejoice. Name written in heaven. However, Mm. do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Luke 10, 20. That's a good reason to rejoice. Okay, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that we can rejoice. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Galatians 5, 22. So I want... To you to see right here that without the presence of the Holy Spirit, it's not likely that I will be able to have a higher love, um, an everlasting love, um, a faithful love. It's not likely that I'll be able to have joy and hold my joy. Right. Because it's bigger than me. 
Way bigger. Yeah, way bigger. Okay, so what are the steps to rejoicing? So I found one of the Psalms. I love the Psalms. And I found one of the Psalms that gives us the steps to rejoicing. So we're going to just outline um, Psalms 105, 1 through 5. And when you're going through a chapter in the Bible and it kind of intrigues you, intrigues you whether it's a verse or whether it's a whole chapter just pull out the main word in every in every verse and every line and write it down just like we're doing here so the first one is give thanks okay second one call upon his name make known his deeds sing praise to him glory in his name let your heart rejoice seek the lord in his strength and remember his marvelous works. There's a prescription, Bobby. It tells us what to do. I'm it's, not even a doctor. Yeah, I know. It tells us, it says, give thanks. You know, if you're grumbling and complaining, you have lost all your joy. Instead, give thanks. And and as I'm giving thanks, then I call upon his name to tell him what's going on in my life and how hard it is. And then I'll say, but I'm going to make known the deeds of God. Okay, God, you, you are higher you know your ways are higher your thoughts are higher and i'm going to sing praises to you i'm going to glorify your name i'm going to obey the command to rejoice i don't know what you're doing here i don't know how you're doing it i don't know why i just know i trust you and i'm going to choose to rejoice and as i do that i start singing and you know i can't be singing and sad at the same time i just can't so then i seek the lord and his strength and then I start remembering all the times he's pulled me out of that dark, deep well. And I can say, okay, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to trust you. And within a day or so, um, I'll balance myself back out. I'll, I'll find my joy. And, you know, sometimes it takes me five minutes and sometimes it takes me a day or so. And I've just got to be patient with it. Most of us in recovery have horrible pasts, uh, and to look back of them is painful. Um, but if I can find gratitude and and be aware of where God was operating, because I mean, take it, He's operating all the time. But where 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 it made little turns to my life to to get better, or those little quote unquote coincidences that landed me in a different spot or in a different town even or in a different relationship or in a different job uh all those things that lined up to get me to exactly where i am today mm-hmm. uh and if i can find the gratitude in those instead of it says we say we do not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it um mm-hmm. so i'm not going to regret it i'm going to find gratitude that it got me to where i am now mm-hmm. and where i'm going that gratitude is is huge um I can remember when my loved one would go to prison and I would just be wringing my hands and crying and, you know, just beside myself with suffering. And then finally, I decided that every time he got arrested again, I was going to rejoice. Absolutely safe. (laughs) And that's what I said. Okay. Unless he's in Louisville. That jail is a nightmare. (laughs) Well, you know, when he was young, I was like, oh, Lord, not jail, anything but jail. And then when he was a little older, I was like, okay. Uh, prison will save his life it, it will save his life it'll slow him down enough till he has another choice and, and i start looking at, at it as a good thing so uh, if your loved ones in uh heavily 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 strongly addicted um and running down that road the back the back way you know just just let them sit in jail that is a blessing and i want you to give thanks that god's doing something in their hearts as they're sitting there my mother has told me she got her best night's sleep when she knew that i was under the (laughs) confines of the detention center (laughs) well she knew you weren't gonna hurt yourself there anyway huh yeah after a little while i started praying that the other people would be protected from him because he was pretty crazy 
<laughs> he was hot. Good grief. <laughs> so mature thinking skills. Our response is to give thanks because giving thanks is an act of obedience. It is not an emotion. You're not going to feel it. You've got to do it first. So give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians 518. So you're, so you're saying giving thanks is an action. It is. It's not It's not always going to be something that I feel. It's got to be something that I'm going to just obey and do. And it's not really something that I can just give lip service to as well. No, I've got to, I've got to give thanks until I'm really grateful. Right. A lot of people get that confused. They say I'm grateful, but they, they don't even really mean it. They're just really saying thanks. <laughs> well, we got to work on that. Okay, well, all things come from God. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job 1.21 Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall on the ground apart from the will of your father. Matthew 10.29 Let's hear so, some more about that one. Yeah, so what Job's saying is that God knows where you're at. He knows what's going on in your life. And one time I was just grumbling and whining and complaining to the Lord. And I flipped open the book of Job, and there it was. I think it's Job 2.10. It says, you speak like a foolish woman. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord was calling me out on my junk. He was saying, oh, that's enough. I want you to realize that that I am to be praised no matter what's going on in your life. And that's what Job came to. He says, may the name of the Lord be praised. And I think that's where we got to fall. No matter what's happening, we got to fall on the the attitude of praising God because he's got, there's something bigger here we can't see and we just got to trust. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. All things. All things work together for good. And we know that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Okay, so if I believe the word of God, if I believe God, then I'm going to have to understand that all things. Now, does that mean my drug addiction? Does that mean maybe an abortion? Maybe maybe a prostitution? Maybe, it says all things. Maybe AIDS or hep C or rotted teeth or overdoses of my friends that have died all things there's not anything that he's not i mean there's not anything that he's not going to take and shape and mold and make into good if we just give it to him and a lot of times we just got to give him our ashes that isaiah 61 he says give me your ashes and i will give you beauty i emphasize that point to the guys i'm teaching um there's a reading that we do in the 12-step program and it says um there's a, a part where it says and I'm drawing a blank, and I'm going to have to edit this part out. <laughs> it's okay. Let's go to where you are. We'll do the bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Every circumstance can build character. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, Romans eight twenty nine. Now, when my loved one said to me, he says, Mom, do not take this from me. It is my path to Christ. I tell you, it was another 20 years before he found sobriety, but those words gave me comfort for decades, Bobby. This is my path. Don't take it from me. Wow. A lot of barriers to try to get to joy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, difficulties. Difficulties and afflictions can teach us God's ways. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. Psalm 119.71 
it was good for me to be afflicted. That's what David's saying. David's saying, that's it's good. It's all good. <laughs> you know, I got a quadriplegic friend, and every now and then, no matter what happens, he's like, it's all good, Miss Angie. It's all good. <laughs> and he goes through some real trials. I bet. Mm-hmm. So what do we do in times of trouble? Crying out. We cry out. Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Jeremiah 33, 3. Now, there's a skill in crying out. One day we'll do a study on crying out. But it's when all these emotions are welling up in me. Instead of stuffing them, instead of, like, faking joy, I literally release it in a cry. I usually do this in in my car driving down the road so nobody hears me and nobody thinks that I'm being murdered. (laughs) And I'm just like, Lord! Is that what that sound was? Help me! (laughs) And as I do that... it's done. I mean, I've released it, and it's just like this peace comes over me, and I'm like, okay, I've grieved, I let it out, I cried out to God, and now He's going to fill me with this, this unsearchable um, peace, this joy, this goodness that I, I, I couldn't have gotten on my own. But it was because I released it to Him. I've lived alone and stayed to myself for so long that I don't know how many things I do now that are once I start hanging around with other people that are probably misconstrued as, as <laughs> being a little crazy. I know one time I was recording some stuff and I had some headphones on and I was like, you really make a lot of noise, Bobby, when you're, when you're, when you're not speaking or doing anything else. <laughs> All right, so let's look what see what it looks like to be spirit-filled. Because I think we're going to have to be filled with the Spirit of God to have the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy. Okay, number one. Singing. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 19. Mm, Okay, that's the first one. The second one is? Fullness of his presence. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 16, 11. So I think when I find joy, I'm in the presence of God. So I think I just got to keep pressing into the Lord until I'm singing and praising him and I find that joy. And to me, that's the sacrifice that he does not despise, that broken and contrite heart that I bring to him, that I lay my suffering on the altar and I say, Lord, if you can make something of this, please do, because I can't, but I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to praise you. And, you know, there was a lot of the martyrs that um, that were burned at the stake. And as they were being burned at the stake, being persecuted, they were praising God. And that they, they had joy, even though they were being uh, persecuted. Absolutely. So rejoice, re- rejoice is the response to suffering. But rejoice that you were insulted because of the name of Christ. You are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. First Peter 4.13. Now, I think if... I'm being persecuted, if I'm being insulted, if I'm if I'm suffering, uh, that peace in, of God and that glory of God is not going to rest upon me if I'm holding that suffering like it's mine. But if I'm releasing it to develop character, okay, Lord, what are you doing here? Okay, Lord, I want to partner in which, oh, you're developing perseverance. You're developing the spirit of joy. You're, you're teaching me how to trust you. Okay, I see what you're doing. And as I partner with him, then I'm going to grow stronger. Okay, great joy. Um, Hearing children. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. 3 John 4. 
Well done, his Lord said unto him. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Matthew 25, 21. So we want to have this great joy to know that we're doing well, even in the face of great difficulty. So the exercise is what part of this lesson spoke to you? So think about what we've been saying and what part of it spoke to you. Now let's read the application, Bobby. Joy gives us strength. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is mm. your strength. Nehemiah 8.10 Joy is our health. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Proverbs 17.22 And joy brings happiness. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. That's mm. Proverbs 15.13 Amen. So joy strength, health, and happiness. The principle here is that joy is health strength and happiness it gives us that so i want you to press in to the lord with the holy spirit until you find that spirit of joy i want you to pray for it joy is elusive and it can hide behind my problems so i want to i want to make um the praise of the lord the singing the trusting god greater than my problems because if i elevate my problems i'm going to lose my joy well, sure, the ability to express and feel joy is connected to the ability to feel painful emotions and release them quickly. Mm -hmm. Joy must be intentional pursuit. Anxiety is in the soul or the fleshly part of ourselves. Anxiety is always a thief coming to kill, steal, and destroy. That's John 10.10. 10. We must pursue higher ground by intentionally walking in front of the fruit of joy. Walking in the fruit of joy. That's intentional. So at his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. That's Psalms 27, 6. Lord, when my joy is elusive, remind me to go and search for her. Let me hold on to this precious gift of joy. May you always give me the oil of gladness instead of mourning and the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. Would you make me an oak of righteousness that I may dis display the splendor of the Lord? And that's Isaiah 61, 3. That's a great verse. It is great. And we need to pray that one often. And this is the Rocker Recovery. I'm Bobby Snyder. And I'm Angie Meadows. And this was the lesson in joy. And we will see you for the next lesson, which will be on peace. All right. Bye-bye.